What's up, cool save chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. Hola, guys. Hola. Como? Estas. Bien, bien. <laughs> it too? I see, I see. Oh, my goodness. I didn't think y'all were going to go all the way in and really actually have a partial conversation. But that's as far as it goes. Right. <laughs> all, all, the way. Way. all I know is Jesus Christos. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> Lauren. All right, well, today's conversation, we are talking about code switching. And by code switching, we mean when you literally have to change the way that you talk to fit the scenario that you are in. I, As I was saying that, I was thinking about like black people code switching mm-hmm. and like being in corporate America, being on the Zoom, having to like be completely different than how you would be with your good girlfriends. And I realized, I wonder... If white people also code switch when they are in certain spaces. And that's a question I don't have an answer to. But it's something that I really would love to know. That is a very good question. I'm not white, but I think so. I mean, I've definitely seen them, you know, mimic black, what they think is like black. It's funny. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about maybe the other type of conversations. Um, But I got. Yeah, like almost like if. A, a person who may be white or Caucasian or whatever was with a group of their friends and they're like, yo, dude, da 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 or however they're talking, mm-hmm. it's completely contrary to how they talk in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. And I realized that black people may not be the only people that code switch, that there may be white people who too have a different type of flavor to what they say, especially when I think about like white people in different areas. So like white people from Louisiana. Here's the thing though. Do they have to code switch or are we the only ones that have to? Hmm. Because it's more. Do we have to? Technically, we don't. I mean, we don't have to, but it makes life easier for us. It it makes life easier and it's not, you know, it's, it's, we're in a way we're accepted if we do. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Denise. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to how did this? So I will say, um, initially when I got the, the new position that I am, that's that's what I did. You I did, but I realized I'm not that kind of person that can can maintain that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, no it, it does. You can't maintain the code switch. Right. I did only short term code switch. Customer service code switch. Yeah. Like if I'm talking to a client, of course I'm a code switch all day long. But it gets to a point where if I'm talking to peers and even my boss, like we on Zoom, and it gets to the point where everybody, if they want to say something, I feel like everybody will be like, "You see, you're every." There was one time I was on a meeting and five people skyped me and were like, "Are you gonna say something?" I'm like, so clearly I'm going to be the person that says something because y'all want to say something, but you won't do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. So I realized that there's beauty in also not just being like, you know, this is this is what this is. Yeah. I don't understand the scenario you just explained. Can so, you explain? Yeah. Okay. So there's a situation we were talking about, a uh, conversation uh, with my peers and our manager and our manager's manager. And my peers and I think that this is too much. You're adding to our plate. If you're not giving us more money, if you're not giving us the resources to get this done for you in the time frame that you want, then it's unrealistic and you should not be asking us to do this. Right. Got it. Okay. So nobody else is going to say that. But they want you to say it. And I'm the newcomer and I'm the youngest. So I feel like in the beginning I was quiet and I just assumed like this is what this is and this is what this is. But it got to a point where I was overwhelmed and I was also championing and taking things on that other people didn't want to because I, I felt like I'm the newest. Let me try to help. And now I'm over here taking on way more than I need to. So it got to right. a point where I couldn't say, yes, of course. Yes, this is what we should do. This is great. Da-da-da-da. It got to a point where I was like, no, I can't do that. 
I will not do that. If this is what you want me to do, this is what I need from you, right? And it got my whole team, like I could see their face being like, it, literally everybody on camera did this. After you said, no, I can't do that. Right. Mm. And everybody, they went to everybody and they were like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I'm like, okay, well, first, I'm the newest teammate. I cannot operate at the level they're operating. And I'm doing all these other things. So, you know, it was just unrealistic. You made it seem less of a, I'm not being combative. I'm being realistic. Right. And I I mean, I don't think I was being combative. But I'm just not going to, you're not going to hold me to a standard. And when I know I can't get it done, I'm going to be stressed out. I agree with that. I can't do that. Yeah, that's really I feel like we're deferring from code switching. But either way, I feel like (laughs) at the point, it's, it's at the point now. That was an example where in the beginning I was code switching. I do code switch when I'm talking to clients, but I have the the luxury of just being myself. Yeah. And it is what it is. That's a beautiful. <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. I I I I struggled with code. I struggle. You heard that? Uggled. It's the ED at the end for me. But no, I did struggle. It's the ED for me. <laughs> I struggled with uh code switching when I first kind of got my major a corporate position child I cold switch with the hair I cold switch with my nails I was cold switching with makeup cold switching with my language how do you cold switch makeup <laughs> I was wearing red lipstick I don't even like red lipstick mm-hmm. I was wearing red lipstick cold switching with that it just it was I was just switching it up and my myself was like what you doing <laughs> like what what are you doing hell begin to fall out because i was trying to press it every day i got i got four c hell that ain't meant to be pressed every day it just wasn't so i was just trying to just call just switch it all up i was laughing at stuff that wasn't funny and you know and i got to a place where i got tired like you said like it did not last long at all and so i remember like you know when i got like this new position I made it my business to um, be myself authentically from jump. Like, I didn't want to be anybody else. Um, I remember I was doing the interview, and I remember my mom was encouraging me, like, you might want to do something different with your hair. Because I kind of, my hair's my hairstyles are kind of like three, braids, afro, bun. I mean, that's kind of what I do in rotation. Um, and so at that time, I had my afro. And so my mom was like, are you going to wear She's like, I mean, it's beautiful, but I don't know. Do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Because my thing is, I want you to get all of me in the beginning. I want you to get the acrylic nails. I want you to get the afro. I want you to get what, however I'm going to dress. You know, I want you to get all of that. So it's no surprise when you see me coming through the door. And I think that's doing, like you were saying, doing yourself a service by being honest and authentic in the beginning. I need to work on that. Like when you was talking about that, I was like, I need to work on that because a lot of times I put pressure on myself to be um, the person that's been in the job for 12 years when I've only been in the job for two months. You know what I'm saying? And so that looks bad because now you're not being honest with yourself about that. But regardless of that, I know that I have gotten to a place where I'm honest in how I look. Mm -hmm. Like I'm honest and how I talk. I'm going to say, girl, comma, how you do da 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 That's mm-hmm. just how I'm going I'm to write that in a chat. You know, and at first I wouldn't do that. But I had to realize that's what makes me me. Yeah. Like, that's what makes people comfortable when they're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm telling you about a position, I'm going to keep it real. Like, I'm going I'm to say, oh, I see, I done did, da-da-da-da-da. And I, I praise God because there was an older black woman um, that helped me with my onboarding. Um, at my current job, she was talking to me that same way. And it made me feel, to your point, it made me feel okay. Mm-hmm. It made gave me, it solidified the permission that I had already given myself to be myself. Because she was like, baby, now see when I send that baby, da-da-da. And I could just tell that was just the way she talked. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You know, and she, and she had other meetings where it wasn't just me, it was other people in there. And she was still being 
herself. herself. Yeah. And I think it's time out for, you know, you, you know, switching it up to make people who really could care less yeah. to be candid with right. you. They yeah. could care less. Um, whether you switch or not. So I think, I, I, like, to the point Ayana was saying earlier, it was like, well, we have to. I was like, do we? Because I'm starting to ask myself, yeah. do I have to do this? Or no, am I doing don't. this to myself? So I'm, 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 it's a daily work, but it, I, I've definitely been guilty of it. It's, uh, whew, it's crazy because I know for me, the industry that I'm in beauty-wise, it's very colorful. So you don't necessarily have to code switch. Um so I I never experienced really having to code switch unless it was like, oh, I'm calling in for customer service or something like that. Or, you know, or, um, you know, my maiden name is Ayana Antoine. That, people, well, one, people always get my name wrong. The first name, they would get it wrong. And it's funny, they would get the last name wrong, too. I don't understand mm-hmm. how. But, um the people assume who you are based off of your name mm. because my name is Ayana. That's the, good. The one, they already, they're like, oh, she black. Yeah, you know? that's good. Ain't no white girl named Ayana. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, she's black. So I think for me, when I would code switch, especially if you don't see my face and you just saw my name, it was to show you that, hey, you might, because they assume, mm-hmm. because back in the day, like when I was younger, Ayana wasn't as popular as it is now. And people would assume that it was like a made-up name, like, uh, you know, how people love to say Shaniqua or something like that. They would assume it's made up. And I was like, actually, it's not. Um, it's a West African name, and it means this, da 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 And they were like, oh, I've never heard it before. That's just because you haven't, but it's not like... You clearly ain't been around the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, exactly. You ain't so got a passport. For, <laughs> so for me, I did, you know, on purpose code switch in those areas because I was like, you're not going to try to label me. You know, you think I'm black, so you think I'm like, I talk like this or I'm uneducated or whatever. But the main code switching that I used to feel like I had to was actually in ministry. Ooh, mm, that's good. Because people have this assumption of what you're supposed to look like, especially if you're in on stage in church mm-hmm. in front of people, mm-hmm. you know, and I've never, I remember when I've had blue hair forever, blue short hair forever. But I remember when people really started seeing me, it would be this like, this kind of. But why you look like that? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I mean, it's just a hair color, you know, in my eyes, because I'm coming, you know, I've been in the beauty industry. I've been a creative all my life. So I'm looking at it like it's just hair color, whatever. And then when I pierced my nose, it was like, oh, this is what we doing. <laughs> you know, so then it's like then you think and then when you open up your mouth, you're supposed to sound a certain way as a minister, a leader. And it's like. And it's like one thing with me, like I said, I can only temporarily code switch. Yeah. Like I can only customer service. I'm on the phone with you five minutes code switch. I can't like every every place of where I've lived is going to come out in a conversation. I'm originally from Trinidad. That's going to come out some point. I used to live up north. That's going to come out. And Georgia for real, for real going to come out. Like it's going to come out. So it's like. I just don't care anymore. I'm like, yeah. you you gon you gonna get all of this instead of, you know, 
like it's crazy. I had a um I had an advisement a couple of weeks ago with someone that's actually older than me. It was a, a woman that was older than me. And I remember it was through Zoom. And I, I did she know who I was before we got I don't remember. But when she said at the end, she was like, Yeah, you're when I first saw you, or I first found out it was you, I was like, She's younger than me. How is she, what, what can she tell me? Like she literally said it, but she was like, But I was really blessed by this. Mm. And it was like based off of my look and my age, she thought, What can this little girl or what, you know, what can she right. tell me? And I was like, it's crazy, like it. So that's why I'm like, I just don't care no more because I'm like, it's too much energy to code switch. Like mm. you won't, you won't get all of this. It's expensive too. Listen, what you mean it's expensive. <laughs> Child, them stolens was expensive after a while, I, and I was getting them in Atlanta, so you know I was Ooh. paying for my arm and my leg. Oh my god, hair and limp. From a professional standpoint, I feel like I've been blessed to not have to be in a space to code switch. Um, initially I was at a mostly black organization. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody talked DC, to be honest with you. <laughs> and y'all got strong accents. They yeah. really do. Um, and then I think being in Georgia, of course, my, the organization I work with now is predominantly black. Um, I did work for a white corporate company for a while. Code switching there was very difficult, but I did it. For pretty much the the majority of the time I was there, mainly because I already knew that there was bias against me mm. coming in. Mm. So I felt like... That's terrible. Yeah, I felt like I was combating mm. people's preconceived notions mm. already. Mm. So it's like, I don't need another thing. I don't need a... And, and with that organization, it was a lot of client-facing communication in person. So it's like, I don't ever want somebody to feel like, oh, when you send me out, I'm not equipped to have an informed conversation with a group of people who we are trying to ensure we close a deal with to monetarily, you know, support the company. So it's kind of like, I intentionally didn't talk a certain way during the time I was there just because I didn't want it to be perceived that I was incapable of correct, quote unquote, communication Mm. which to ayana's point was exhausting it is exhausting to constantly be thinking about what you're saying how you're saying it how it's perceived what's taken from that conversation because it was perceived that way that will affect you in the future Mm -hmm. and i think those are the things that for me were very much like Mm -hmm. exhausting Mm -hmm. what i did love though was there were moments that I would have outside of the office with people that I worked with for them to see me for myself, mm-hmm. for me to let my hair down, for me to talk however I talk. You know, we have social media now, so that's also a platform where people could see like, oh, okay, so this is how she is yeah. outside of the office. And I was loved and appreciated for that by most of my coworkers, which was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did feel the need to code switch in certain areas. Now, I will say that with my DC accent and... I don't know what episode we did on, I want to call it Roots, but it was not Roots. Um, But we did an episode on like finding out your lineage and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. I literally signed up for Ancestry.com for like six weeks, got all the information I could get and then quit. Um, I don't recommend y'all do that, but I mean, if you do. Unless you want to sponsor this podcast episode. That's your business. Mm -hmm. That's your business. Um, But I found out that my mom's side of the family, every matriarch in my mom's family 
has been a resident of the District of Columbia back into the 1800s. Mm-hmm. It's like 1823 to be exact. Mm-hmm. My mother was the first person to move out of the city since 1823. That meant a lot to me. I was like, dang, did they just bring y'all over here to D.C. and y'all family just stayed? Y'all just stayed? Mm -hmm. But every, you know, my grandmother to this day, of course, she still lives in D.C. My mom, of course, is moving to Georgia. And I literally it was such a surreal moment because I said, wow, for the first time in your history since 1820, your, the census for your lineage is going to read completely differently yeah. because you decided to move. I said, how crazy is that? Yeah. Um, but all I have to say, my D.C. accent comes out. That was prophetic. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> no, it really was. No, it, was. It, it was. It was? It yeah. was something. Think about what you just said. Yeah. You said the, your lineage, your whole lineage has changed because you have decided to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that could speak to so many things in people's lives yep. because you decided to take that move. You don't realize that the impact that God is about to Generation grace in your life is, first your is, mom, then you. Literally, yeah. like, like she moved out of the city, but you moved out of the state. She, of course, is relocating here right. too. But still, wow, that's a message. Move, sis. Move. Pack it up. That is a message. That is such a message. Yeah, Thank you, move. Lauren, for pointing that out. That mm-hmm. is such a message. Um, and in that episode, I'm going to say this and then go back into talking about code switching blessed me in such a way because I feel like I've always been focused on my paternal side mm-hmm. because of, you know, PKD and, 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 you know, zero in on what that means. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And I never really looked at my maternal side. Mm-hmm. And when I did, there was so much that came out of it that truly, truly, truly like blew my mind. So Thank you guys for that episode as if I was not on it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, when I get upset, my D.C. accent comes out. Real thick. Oh, my God. Real thick. Oh, my God. I like it, though. Being around my mama, too. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But I love it. It just, like, takes me back. It's like a home space. Like, it takes me back to that. And I enjoy being able to co-switch to D.C. I enjoy it so much. Is that cold switching though? <laughs> That's not cold switching. I like hearing I everybody's That's just embedded. natural, relaxed dialect. When Lauren, she get into her little Florida. Water <laughs> <laughs> bottle, water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like Carisha. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's cold switching because if you drop me off in the middle of Southeast, I'm a cold switch to DC. Mm. on everything i haven't seen you in dc yet so i guess that's my that's my thing like i've always seen you outside of dc right. i've seen dc come in i mean come through yeah, you right. yeah but for you to actually be in dc and see Charday actually in dc i haven't seen that yet sounds like we need to take a we trip do. Oh, yeah. and the thing is i feel like when you're in certain parts of dc and you can't code switch to that space you're immediately like, oh, you ain't from here. Mm-hmm. You ain't supposed. You ain't supposed to be around here. Like, you don't belong here. Mm. And there's very much that type of a vibe, mm. even for people who are from Maryland. So it's kind of like, and they a hop, skip, and a across the street away. So I mean, it is. It's different. But yeah. Mm. Um. All right. So we're gonna take a break really quick, and when we come back, I think I want to touch on. Things that can make you comfortable enough not to code switch. 
Like being okay with who you are enough to say, I'm gonna show up as me. And let's just see how that goes. And I think Lauren touched on it a bit, but I wanna touch on it some more. We'll be right back after this. This podcast episode is brought to you by The Plug Devotional. You can order it right now on Amazon.com. Check out The Plug Devotional now. All right, ladies, we are back. We hope you're enjoying this conversation so far about code switching. Now we're going to talk about some freedom, y'all, because listen, be you. Come on. Hila, what you got? I would just say find that inner audacity. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would say. I say the inner audacity. The inner audacity. Inner audacity. Like be all all that you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I oftentimes remind myself that there is something in me that got the job. Yep. So there is something in me that will keep the job. And this is my motto as well. I said God gave me that job. So if I lose the job, it ain't because they they took it away. It's That's because true. God decided that it was time for me to transition. That's true. That's so good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good because you know what? It just touched me down in my spirit <laughs> because it made me realize like my what's the word? My confidence is not in a job. My confidence is not in a supervisor. My yeah. confidence is not in a paycheck. My confidence is in God yep. yeah. and God loves me. So mm-hmm. God is not going to fail me when it comes to ensuring that I have what I need. Yep. And so freedom is based on the fact that I'm free to be me and allow God to move and do whatever it is that he wants to do in my life. If I'm supposed to have a job at a certain space, I don't have to change who I am to get it because God has decided that I'm supposed to have it. So he's so much bigger than processes and systems and all of those things. Because I, I, you know what it touched in me, Lauren, if I'm being transparent, transparent. Mm -hmm. I think that everything that's going on in the world right now, especially from a space of like racism and classism and sexism, that sometimes there's like a little bit of fear that will creep up on me that will cause me to worry about If my skin color, if my sex, if, you know, whatever will have a bearing on my opportunities Mm. or on what I have to do with my body, with my life, whatever. And you saying that made me realize that the God that I serve Mm -hmm. circumvents all of those things. That when I put my faith in him, when it comes to an opportunity, I won't miss it. Because God loves me. I'm not going to miss it. So mm-hmm. I, I thank you for that. Oh, girl, no, look, no problem. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I, I, th- I think to your point, too, this is something that I can personally just speak for me and say that I know that every job that I have entered is training grounds. Like that's also to like a major encouragement for me. It's like I know that my end of in the end of the day what I'll be when I'll be 70 something plus years old does not look like what I'm supposed to be at You wanna be retired. No, I don't want to retire. No? I never want to retire. You wanna work when you're 70? I do. What you wanna be doing? In a in a at your own or mm-hmm. okay. I have my yeah. own. So okay. I don't, I don't okay. ever see myself and my grandfather was like that. He never retired. Mm-hmm. My grandfather passed away doing what he loved most, which was preaching. I understand. But um yeah, I never I never want to retire. That's I, I say that now, but I want to have stuff in the account just in case I wake up tomorrow and say, yeah, uh, right. I changed my mind. Because yeah. right. I'm but, retiring. Uh, right. But I think I say all that to say that I praise God for giving me a glimpse of my future. Mm-hmm. And I know that my future does not look anything like my present. So whenever I'm going through what I'm going through, crazy thing is, is like I don't have 
people at work that blatantly have just been rude to me. Mm-hmm. And they in the inside of them, they like, I can't fire you. I don't know why I can't fire you. You know why? Because <laughs> you ain't give me the job. Exactly. That's right. That's why you can't fire me. And this job is only training ground. So it's something I got to get out of this job before I transition. Right. And I can't so, leave until then. Right. So literally all of those things are what we say manifestos. Okay. Mm-hmm. I be like, I be reminding myself, this is why I'm here. I ain't here because I'm doing this little work for you. I'm doing this because God is training me so that when I don't want to retire, I can be doing what I want to do, you know? So I just keep all of that in the back of my mind. And last thing, I realized too that code switching is an underlining um, level of fear. Yeah. Like, you know, we we always talk about fear, but like when you code switch, you're operating Mm -hmm. in a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. And so don't do that. Pretty much. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you're listening and you're wondering, like, because when we left out, it was like, how do we get to that space, right? For me, I don't, it has to be the audacity that Lauren said mm-hmm. that God has put on the inside it's of me. The audacity. <laughs> but the last two times, it was really important whenever I was hiring and having conversations with my manager for me to be like, okay, I need to be transparent with you. In order for me to really thrive and really be the best that I can be, that I believe I can be for you and this company, I need you to be able to directly say what you need to say to me. And if there is an issue, I need you to come to me. Like, this is how I'm able to to so when I go in with that and I have these conversations with my management management also feels I don't want to say comfortable or they, they understand that this is how I operate yeah. so I don't care about who what co-worker gonna run back and say whatever because my boss already know how I operate yeah. you can go say whatever you need to say do not care because I'm gonna do my job but at the end of the day I have a rapport with my leader so you can feel however you need to feel and yeah. once I develop those relationships it just made everything so much easier for me to be like okay you know what this is this is what this is period yeah I had thought about something um it deals with you know how people be on social media and they'd be like my coworkers don't like they don't follow me on social media they don't know my social media and all of that I remember having a conversation the other day about that and just kind of my thoughts on it was like like I don't know like if you got to switch up that much, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of weird to me. And I guess and I, I may not understand it because my social media profiles are all open. So people uh, in the beauty industry sees what I do. People in ministry see what I do. So it doesn't matter. Um, but what do you guys think about that with like people who, you know, like let's say in a corporate setting, like how they were like, well, nobody knows my social media accounts. I am very private about that. You can't follow me. I or oh, she asked and I already blocked her because I looked her up first. Mm-hmm. I don't see nothing wrong with that. I think it's boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think you're just establishing boundaries for yourself. I think as long as your attitude behind it is in a positive space where mm-hmm. you're just saying I create the boundary between personal life and professional life. Mm-hmm. I personally don't see anything wrong with it. I just said is just check your spirit behind it, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Cuz um, I I know some people the reason why they do it is because they're like a completely different person. And I've they, seen that. I've yeah. seen that it, too. It, it ain't it don't feel good. But sometimes mm-hmm. you know when people don't mean you well. Some people yeah. are just nosy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I my, and my doing an investigation. My Instagram yeah. is is my Instagram is public but my Facebook is private. Mm-hmm. And uh, Facebook is cuz I literally have immediately friends and family and mm-hmm. I you know I do want to protect that space and Instagram. It is you're going to see 
I do not care. But I think sometimes people want to know more about you. To me, that raises a red flag. If you are not getting to know me in the spaces of the yeah. confine of how we're working, if you don't get a just of who I am and you feel like you need to you need to know more, yeah. that's a problem for me. Because I've had people that I met and they don't know me, but they think they know, know me, me based off of my social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, girl, I... I, okay, I might be in front of the camera on YouTube uh, for, you know, with so many videos, but that don't mean I like to talk. Like, right. I like to talk when I feel like it. I like to be social when I feel like it. Yeah. Like, you know how they say, um, an, what is it? An extroverted introvert? Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. Ambivert in an ambivert? So, something. Yeah, like, like you know, I... I I can relate to both. Like when I'm out and I need to be an extrovert, I will. Yeah. But listen, I like going home. I like going to sleep, mm-hmm. and I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. Here's so, a here's a way no around word. that. Change your name. I, if y'all look at <laughs> listen, if you follow Save Girl Secret, bless your heart, because you can actually look at our followers and see that I'm under there. But my name is not Lauren Wells on my social media right now. It's just not because I don't want nobody looking me up. So change your name. I. My brother taught me that a long time ago. He said, that's how they find you. They literally find you by how you register your name for your social media account. Um, my name oh. is not Lauren Wells right now underneath my social media. You ain't going to find me. Not right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, your page is private, though. Anyway, if, it's not. Find- it's open. Oh, I didn't realize that. I just don't be doing nothing. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. I was going to add before we close. How you start is how you finish. Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of building up that space to where you feel comfortable realizing that how you start is how you finish that the perception that you create in the beginning is what people are expecting you to hold to and if it's not maintainable yeah i say be yourself it's it's so much easier to be who you are than to have to pretend to be somebody else and continue Mm -hmm. to keep pretending that's exhausting if you think it's exhausting to have a person come for you for who you actually are then imagine trying to play being somebody else and there's going to be somebody who don't like that person Mm -hmm. so the thing is you're better off just being who you are so um we pray that you got something from this episode if you didn't there's a bunch of other ones just scroll Squirrel, y'all. Please connect with us on our social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook at Save Girl Secret No S on Twitter. Until next time, we love you. Good God bless you. Love and peace. Bye. Bye.